Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Love Yours Podcast. It is your host, Aurora Tracy. And if you are a new listener, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to the space where we are learning to cherish our own journeys through the highs and lows and by sharing our experiences. A digital diary of sorts. (laughs) So let's get into it. I hope everyone is having a wonderful start to their day, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Now, today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm titling this new series I'm going to do periodically, Oversharing. (laughs) And if that's not pretty self-telling, I don't know what is. Now, to be honest, I went back and forth a few times on what I was going to name this episode. So my vision for it is really just a brain dump, girl talk, basically. But obviously, I wanted to be a little bit more creative. I feel like girl talk is common and we all love it. So that's why it is common. But so are brain dumps. So I was going across a few different things like mental notes or brainy briefs or yeah, I know that one was not the best one or debrief. Excuse me. But I landed on oversharing this morning, actually. I was like sleeping on it all night because that's that's what I do. I think about things late at night and it keeps me up. But regardless, how freaking perfect. How, per- if you know me, which like by the end of this episode you will. <laughs> it's not already. But oversharing is just, it's in my DNA. That's why I think podcast is perfect for me. It's also why I think people tend to vent to me often is because I make them feel so comfortable probably because I'm oversharing already myself and listen I have I have no shame in it I do think I'm learning boundaries with oversharing now we're just going on a tangent but I think there's pros and cons as to everything and oversharing for me is basically what I'm going to be doing with you guys maybe once a month I think we'll see if that changes but I feel like this is a great way to just have a chill conversation with my girlies. Talk about what's going on in my mental, maybe anything I'm struggling with, maybe things I'm liking, realizations I've come to, maybe some mental block I'm trying to get over. Whatever is coming to my mind. We are sitting down, we're having girl time. No matter if you're running an errand right now or doing some chores around the house or on a drive working out, let's just catch up, have some girl time, and get into it. (laughs) All right, you know I still have to mention my favorites for this week, though, of course. And this week, my favorites are kind of all connected. But so basically, it's Canva, the app, and then branding, which is not something specific, but more so like an activity. And then researching my dream companies on you know LinkedIn or just like the act of researching dream companies that I aspire to work at one day. And I know this is kind of more of like an abstract favorites than what I usually do. But the reason I wanted to include it on my favorites list is because how much joy these three things have been bringing me. So one, Canva, say what you want. Obviously, I'm not a professional designer. I would love to maybe take some classes one day because I do find like graphic design to be so interesting and 
I love it. It's another art form. Um, but Canva is great for people who are not professional designers or went to school for that. It allows you to edit so in detail, honestly. And it, it, you can do anything from like YouTube banner templates to social media, stories and posts. They also have like animated posts you could do. Um, I've created infographics on Canva before. That's originally how I found it actually back in 2017 when I needed to create an infographic and I wanted it to be really good looking, honestly. Um, I do it for my own social media posts sometimes. I do it for the marketing for my podcast. Um, so now you know. <laughs> I created my cover for my podcast on there as well. I just love all the options and it's really user friendly. So I've been on that a lot, especially since I'm ramping up my podcast on social media and I'm really trying to, like I said in my first episode of this, the new year, really ramping it up. I'm diving in. I'm not being afraid to <laughs> get it wrong and I'm just doing what makes me happy. And I find a lot of happiness on Canva, so that's why it's on my favorites list. Next is branding because um, now it's interesting. I do this. I work with the designers and my my full-time job periodically for branding for our clients and so I've learned a lot from them because they are professionals and they go to school for it so just through conversation and listening to their presentations with our clients on the thought processes the, the thought processes oh my goodness behind branding and the color schemes and the messaging and picking out you know the fonts and sticking to the themes and maybe different styles of logos that are used for different backgrounds. So that's like light and dark. And, you know, in these situations, you use this text and um, having like complementary colors, but also neutral colors. And, oh, it is just so fun to me. I spent hours creating my own little branding kit. So that way, when I'm creating content across platforms, it I can create different content, but keep it all looking seamless, all still my branding and like my color themes and my fonts and I have specific title fonts you know and now I got I created my own logo and then I ended up getting it to have a transparent background so that way I can put it on my videos and that's how I'm creating my content for my YouTube too and I could totally talk into more detail about this actually and kind of show you on Canva live my process and like what I've created so if that's something you're interested like let me know in the little comment Q&A section on Spotify or message me on Love Yours Podcast Instagram page too. However, you want to let me know. Um, I'd be happy to do that. It's really interesting stuff to me and I could go on forever. I think my boyfriend gets tired of me showing him. Not really. <laughs> Not really. It's a little exaggerative, but like I do talk about it a lot. So I would love to talk about it with new people who haven't heard it yet. Um, and then lastly, researching dream, dream companies. Now, I wanted to put this one on my list because of how much inspiration and excitement it's brought back into my life around my career. So my like dream career, obviously, I've probably talked about before, is in PR, marketing, but ideally for travel, luxury, and hospitality, somewhere in that realm, one of those verticals, because that is like the ultimate combination of my interests and what I'm good at combined. I think in an ideal world, a company like JPR. Oh, I did a presentation on them back in college. Biggest fangirl. Right before the rebranding, actually. I still have it. And so, as I'm in the market for a new job that I've talked about, I think, two episodes ago, 
I got serious about being intentional with my job search. And I've realized lately the importance of needing to be passionate (laughs) about your job and your career. Now, not everyone needs this, but I found that I need this, especially because I want to take my career to the next level. I want to dive deep. I have a I'm a creative individual. But I also work really hard, but it's tough for me to work really hard and give something my all when it's not an industry that I, you know, I have much interest in. It's hard. And I still give my all, <laughs> but I just know that I could take it so much farther in my professional career with a company whose values align with mine and an industry that I love and am interested in, you know, because I want it to be to the point where I'm excited to go to work. I'm I'm putting in overtime because I want to, because I want to get ahead, because I want to take it to the next level. You know, I want to be an innovator in the field. And even just like talking about it, I hyped myself up. And that's what keeps me going, though, because like I said before, my current situation is kind of... <laughs> but it's a part of the learning process. It's part of the curve. I got to do my time. I got to get my experience. I know that. And my time will come. I'm telling you. So... I'm being appreciative for the present, but this is this is where my mind's at right now. And I thought to myself, I was like, I need to get re-inspired. I need to focus um, on what I want next because my current position right now is just kind of like dead end, honestly. And I want better. So I went back in my head and I was like, what did I do in college when I was excited about a career, dreaming about what I would do after college, what companies I'd be with, what brands I'd work with, or kind of the culture that it would be. And what I did was put in some time to research top hospitality PR companies, um, top travel marketing companies, or top PR firms in New York City. You know, just start Googling, looking up the top list, and then, like for me, my position, what I want to do, I'm going to their websites, I'm looking at the campaigns they've done, I am going to their social media as well and seeing how, you know, kind of what their content is, how active they are, the work that they're doing and does it excite me, does it align with what I, you know, want to do, where I want to be, is the culture kind of like what I'm looking for, can I even tell, is their website even relevant, you know, and uh, that's how I found um, one of the companies that's on my vision board. The one that reached out to me for a 15-minute interview. Um, (laughs) That is how I found them. And to me, that intentionality, I think, is going to be so worth it. So if you're searching for a job or in the market or going to graduate soon and this is what you're going to be doing, I promise you it's worth it. Obviously, experience is experience. Sometimes you need to be flexible and take the opportunities as they come. But don't lose sight of the vision. And if something is exciting you, if something is pushing you in a direction and that's what wakes you up in the morning, like don't lose sight of that. Keep going for that because that's what your girl's doing. That's what's keeping me going. (laughs) And I feel a whole new sense of inspiration and creativity coming as a result of doing this research. And so I just kind of feel back in tune with that. And it's something that has brought me happiness and excitement. And I wanted to share that. So, that's the favorites for this week. Now we can get into oversharing with Aurora. (laughs) My, 
Honestly, my favorite skill. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a skill that I have. Uh, Oversharing, really good at word vomiting and just talking to myself. Hence the podcast. (laughs) Okay. I also wanted to mention, I feel like oversharing would have been a cool podcast title. But when I looked it up, I guess a few other people had the idea too. Honestly, it makes sense. The world is so big. I get it. Like... Do we, does anyone really have any truly, like, what's the, what am I trying to say? Like, new ideas that someone hasn't already thought of? I don't know. Probably not much out there. I love Love Yours. <laughs> like, I'm not changing that. I'm not saying that. I'm happy that I chose Love Yours. And the meaning behind it is really important to me. But I thought oversharing would have been something funny. So that's why we're making oversharing a once a month-ish maybe segment on the podcast um and I think this is gonna become my favorite I mean who what who doesn't like girl talk you know come on okay oversharing with Aurora part one so being bad at hobbies this is on the top of my mind lately I have been so afraid to not be the best at what I like to do, my hobbies, that I've let it stop me from doing them. (laughs) Simply put, I've put it off for so long, really all of 23, and just talked about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really into poems and like writing my own poems and doodling and drawing. I enjoy social media and creating content. Uh, I like painting and whatever. The list goes on. Point is, is I was letting this little voice in my head, my little perfectionism monster, stop me from just starting. Um, actually, in my quilting class, the the teacher, who's also the owner, she gave me some really great advice. Is like, one, quilting is very forgiving. So I'm having a tough time with my perfectionism with quilting. I want everything to line up. You know, I'm trying to sew it straight across and like the the fraying of the fabric whatever I'm learning to you know sometimes it's just good enough and a finished blanket is better than no blanket and that was her point is like quilting is very forgiving and obviously perfection will have its benefits you know the blanket will look more perfect per se but a good finished blanket is better than one that's not done And I think that can be applied to more than just the quilt, (laughs) basically, is not letting my perfectionism win. I need to start somewhere. This is my first time doing this hobby, you know? I need to cut myself some slack, and eventually I want, in a few weeks, I'll have a finished quilt. Like, how cool is that? I gotta stop nitpicking or being afraid to not be the best, because I just don't, I don't like to do things half-assed. I want to be the best at something if I'm doing it, and that's hard with hobbies because they're hobbies for a reason. It's not like something I'm the best at. You know, the point is to have this challenge, this creative outlet and get better and grow in it. You know, that's what's fun. That's what's engaging to me is something that I'm learning to do, but it's still a struggle. The same thing, honestly, with this podcast or social media in general is when I put something out there, I want it to be the best I can. And sometimes I have a hard time just hitting that send button hitting that publish button because I feel like "Mm, maybe I could make this better. I could fix this a little bit or I should do this instead, you know, could sit there all day. But the point is at some point you have to say, 
enough is enough this is great it's the best i can do this you know makes me happy doing it i'll grow and the cool part of this too is i think you can start to see your own progress because of it you know i've like with this podcast i can now go back to my first episodes and compare it to even now not that long it hasn't even been a year but there's been growth there's been change i now have video options soon (laughs) um and yeah i think we can always find something that we can do better and not letting my perfectionism get in the way of my hobbies is something that's at the forefront of my mind and i wanted to share that with you all because i feel like a lot of people do struggle with this or some form of it and it's common, but dang, it can be debilitating. And I also have to say, I'm super grateful. I have people around me who are really supportive of like my creative side and interests and hobbies, especially my boyfriend. He's the one that took me into the quilt shop and was like, you're signing up for this class. And I was like, what? Oh, like right now? Really? Uh, it's in a few weeks. Like he was like, no, like you're doing it. I know you love it. Like not in a rude way. Obviously, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. But he knew, like, I needed this challenge, this creative challenge. And I'm so glad, so glad he did. Okay, next, I want to talk about... (laughs) This is really, like, left turn here. (laughs) This does not relate to being perfectionist. Um, Being overly aware of our mortality as a human... Now, I feel like there's two sides to this. I feel like you're either a person that has already thought about this and has accepted it and has moved on and you're living life just like freely, like we're all going to end up in the ground, accepted that. I am still in the before stage. I'm on the other side of it where I just keep thinking about, sorry, death. I'm just going to say it. And... Now, there's a few things going on in my head. So, one of them might be because I was really fortunate for a a while, like, really the first majority of my life not having lost anybody super close to me. And then, obviously, when I was 19, losing my father, and then my grandpa just over a year ago, maybe that's kind of contributed to why these thoughts are really in my mind very frequently lately. And I'm kind of processing and accepting the circle of life really um so that might be why it's been on my brain especially late at night I'm telling you it keeps me up sometimes oh my gosh it's wild I will just like I will spiral and then I feel like I get this intense pressure to not waste a moment because we can't like there's no avoiding it there's no escape route we all end up dead and that can be comforting to some people I want to get to the point where that's a comforting thought you know where it's like at the end of the day (laughs) none of this will matter it's really just the small moments in life yada yada that whole speed that whole spiel because that sounds really peaceful to think about it like that I want to get to that point and I'm going to be honest I'm not always at that point I'm kind of like in a little crisis mode where it's like shit I this is we have, we have a time limit on this thing. And it's weird. It's not like I'm scared. Maybe I am scared. I don't know. I just like want to mentally prepare. Of course, like that does not make any sense. But I want to mentally 
prepare myself for that. I hope it's a peaceful, peaceful way to go. That's that's all I want. Please, just peaceful way to go. <laughs> and now I, I'm sorry if I sent anyone spiraling. That is not my intention here. What I simply want to do by bringing this issue up that I've been having is hoping that it will resonate with someone. If you're <laughs> obsessing about this as well, the fact that we are not immortal and we're gonna face a death at some point, it's okay, you're not alone, really. We're human. And I think the best thing to do in situations that I've I found when I'm having these spirals is talking to someone, one, maybe about something totally random. Like, get your mind off of it. Because it is just a hole you could go down. And a dark one. A dark one. Or even talk to someone who has kind of accepted it and moved on. I have friends and my partner who aren't as, like, anxious about the thought. And when I bring it up, they're like, oh, girl, like, been there. Like, I feel that. I've accepted it. And they kind of help calm my nerves down with some of the thoughts that they have on it. Their perspective honestly different perspectives or maybe talking with your family about it whoever is like your comfort person I suggest just kind of telling them in the moment hey I'm having these thoughts right now kind of spiraling and I need someone to ground me I need some help grounding myself again like getting back in touch with reality so that's another thing I'm working on (laughs) is being able to bring myself back down when I notice my thoughts are reeling out of control they're gone. Having systems in place to bring you back to your normal state. Like homeostasis. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's actually a word for that. Ugh. Regardless, you get what I'm trying to say. That's been a hole I go down sometimes and working on having more acceptance towards that. Also on my mind lately is really focusing on being an observer of my emotions and not letting them control me. Now, as an empathetic girly, and when I say empathetic, I mean like definition, empathetic. I'm a cancer rising, okay? If you're an astrology girly, I'm also a Taurus sun and moon. And while I... Some of the Taurus memes will say, like, oh, it's just stubborn, likes to sleep, likes to indulge in food. Like, yeah, those are true. But a lot of the times I resonate with cancer ones a lot, a lot more. And I'm just, I feel emotions so deeply, so, so deeply. And I know that's a blessing. And I really try to bring myself back to that a lot and remind myself of that. I am so grateful because I get to experience things like, like love and happiness and excitement and gratitude, which are wonderful, but there's also the negatives. There's the opposites of all those that can be hard to deal with because I feel things so greatly. I also feel things so deeply when they're down too. And what I'm trying to do more is, like I said, be an observer of those, not let them take over me. I don't want to just always react to my emotions. I want to let them pass. I want to give them space but not let it consume me and debilitate me. Because I've had those days. Girl, I've had those days. It's so hard when I mentally, something triggers me. 
and I feel like I'm shutting down and then I immediately just want to I want to quit whatever I'm doing and I want to go in a hole I want to lay in freaking bed unplug not talk to anybody probably not eat I'm not an anxious eater I'm once I'm Girl, if I'm eating, you know I'm mentally okay because when I'm good, I'm eating. But when I'm anxious, I just, like, my body shuts down. I want to crawl away from everything and sleep, honestly. <laughs> I I get so exhausted from my mental just racing and letting my emotions roll around in there. I don't even know what I'm trying to say with this motion here, but <laughs> letting my emotions go rampant, rampant is exhausting. And I need to have better control on it. It feels empowering because what I will say, it's really cool to see the difference in myself and how I react to situations now versus the Aurora, like even two years ago. Oh, we're grown. We're a grown ass woman now. <laughs> we still have a lot to grow. But it's really a relieving feeling when I get through a situation, a trigger, and I'm like, wow, okay, I can go on with my day now. Like, I can still be a functioning human and be happy and have good moments, even though this thing pissed me off 30 minutes ago, you know? I'm not taking it out on people or relying on external validations to help me feel better. It is myself. I can bring me down. I can look at my emotions and say, hey totally understandable why that set me off i know this feeling is valid but can i control it yes or no answer the question is there something i can do in this moment to help it control it stop it if the answer is yes what if the answer is no we're not stressing about it we're not going to dwell on it we're going to move forward and take the necessary steps go on a walk drink some water do some breath work Whatever it is that works for you, that's what you're putting in place. That's what I try to put in place. And now, this is not something I've mastered. Letting my emotions not control me. But I will say I'm finding moments where I am able to master it. You know, more often than not. Or maybe 50-50. Point is, I see myself right now in a upwards position <laughs> in terms of times where I do and don't on the positive side of that so that's really good I'm really proud of myself and I think that feeling of a sense of accomplishment when I realized oh, I was able to bring myself out of this it didn't have to debilitate me for the whole day that sense of accomplishment is what feeds me what drives me to re remember that and do it again so unfortunately it just takes time it just takes practice and so that also means situations that are going to trigger you. So that's something I had to learn quickly too is this just because I know, you know, my emotions don't have to control me and I can learn to be observer and accept them and let them pass. There's still going to be situations that set me off, that trigger me, that make me upset, that that's not, it doesn't mean they're going to stop. It just means I'm going to know how to handle it. I'm going to have the tools to do better. And that's empowering. Simply put. Now, alongside of this, what I'm trying to do is also nurture my empathetic side. So like I said, I'm super empathetic, but I love that about myself. I really do. And I think people who love me and are around me is one of the things that they're drawn to. I, have a, I believe it helps me in my career as well. 
something that really is important to me and I use that as a driving factor in my career even. Um, I think having empathy when you're dealing with people in you know my field or in general, it can be super rewarding for the relationships I create. You know, people want to work with me, but not even for just that reason, not even just jobs. You know, my relationships are so meaningful to me, friendships and family. And I have a really crazy ability to understand and connect with people and not just offer advice because I think I know everything, but because I'm I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes and really feel their feelings. This is also why, random fact, but this is also why when someone gets hurt in a movie, I swear I can feel it. Like if someone's leg gets hurt, I'm like, oh my god, my leg is cramping, you know, or why obviously people cry at sad movies and stuff, but I'm telling you like when someone, even like medical shows, oh. I can't watch too much, otherwise my body will, like, ache. And it's probably my empathetic side. Ridiculous. I know. Ridiculous? <laughs> probably. But it is what it is, you know? It's fine. I'm used to it. But in nurturing my empathetic side, because I do not want to get rid of her. We love her. I think that is also why I did this podcast. Because I have so much empathy to give I want to give it in a way that's beneficial to people and not be drained from it and I think that's part of nurturing it I've noticed I need a good amount of alone time because I'm so used to giving my energy to other people and also feeding off energy from other people that's the other side of empathy is I'm really easily affected by the energy of those around me and so I'm learning how to keep almost like a bubble or like a wall between my energy and other people's and knowing you know when to put that up when to leave other people's emotions to them I don't need to take it on I don't need to take it on empathetic girlies if someone's upset you don't need to try to solve it now if you want to and they've asked you to and you're okay with that that's a different story but it is okay to let someone else be angry and let them work through it themselves and not have to feel it as well. And that's something I really, really struggle with. And something that's helped me is making sure I get enough time alone to nurture myself, spend some time with me, be strong in my mental state. And really, these are my self-care nights. Honestly, they're my full skincare, full shower days. I'm maybe listening to my favorite podcast, reading a book with my tea and a little snack. It's however you love your alone time and you're pouring into yourself that self-love that is kind of what recharges me not kind of it is it is what recharges me and I have found to help when I'm in those situations where I need to either protect my emotions a little bit or I can offer up some of my empathy you know someone's going through a tough time it doesn't drain me as much because I'm charged up and this is just what makes sense in my head and so if you struggle with that Feel free to try it out. Let me know if it works for you or if any other empathetic girlies out there have found some tips and tricks that help them not feel drained or let other people's emotions come on to them so strongly and how maybe you go about nurturing your own empathy. Let me know. I'd love, I'm so open, so open to trying new ways, new methods because I feel this is going to be a lifelong task of mine, but hey. I'm not complaining. If that means more self-care nights for me, always down. I'm always down. I'm the self-care queen. Don't care if that is a common term with your girl. It's true. (laughs) 
Okay. Now, sort of switching gears again. Irregular periods. Now, just forewarning for anyone listening that maybe doesn't want to talk about this. I'm going to be talking about it for a few minutes, but let's face it. We're all humans here. And I don't think this is freaking talked about enough. Now, maybe obviously between like best friends and sisters and families, we chat about it here and there, but I have been struggling. And now, let me just preface this by saying I've been on birth control since maybe like almost 10 years. I really should know. And I've been thinking lately that I want to get off because that just can't be good. Now, don't quote me because I obviously need to do more research and I'm not a doctor, nor have I consulted a doctor about how this may affect me or how it has maybe already affected me. But 10 years and in my mind, I just feel like "Mm, that can't be good. And obviously in the future, I do want to have kids. Not in the near future but in the future. And I just want to be prepared for that. And not having a regular period has been stressing me out. I have, I've taken the test. I'm not pregnant. Knock on freaking wood. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's hard though. My body like fluctuates weight so much. And then obviously it affects my mental as well. It affects my appetite. And then my brain my brain fog and my ability to focus and I'll sometimes I go three months without a period and then I have it and it's so strong or it's normal or barely comes like and I'm on birth control like shouldn't it be consistent and never I never used to have this many issues I used to be pretty consistent up until honestly I want to say like the past year maybe a little more maybe it's just the past year that I just noticed it but regardless if any of my other girlies out there are struggling you're not alone let me know if you guys are struggling too because (laughs) maybe we can chat and bond over our (laughs) similar experiences and troubleshoot what the heck is going on here Um, i also would love to hear anyone who has gotten off birth control recently um i take the pills specifically how that's affected you because i'm also nervous about that i fortunately have never struggled um with acne i think it's just genetics to be fair really no other explanation than that and I've heard, though, people get really bad acne going off birth control. Your hormones just go out of whack. And I'm very privileged that I've never had, like, cystic acne. And I know that. And I'm, I'm scared of it because I just know my, my mental is going to crumble. It's bad, but we do, like, no one likes looking in the mirror and having an insecurity, you know? And, and something new to be insecure about. And that is a struggle for me. I... I tend to obsess. Half that is not... (laughs) If you can't tell already, I tend to obsess. And I just know that's going to be a tough one for me to not obsess over. So I've been thinking about it because I don't like... I want to to be in tune with my body. That's kind of another theme that I'm going to talk about. I want to be in tune with my body. I want to know what I'm feeling is right or wrong. And I want everything to be balanced. I'm really focused on, like, my health. I just got my blood work back a few weeks ago. And besides the Lyme disease aspect I had no idea about, my blood work is perfect. Uh, Oh, my gosh. That made me so excited. I was so proud of myself for that. I was so happy. (laughs) Like, I mean, cholesterol levels, everything. On point. That was so motivating to me to keep it going. 
But now I, I want to get under control on the hormone side too, especially because, I mean, I know people that have cysts. I know that's common. PCOS is unfortunately more common than we think. And my mother has had cervical cancer before. She got it removed because when you catch it early, it's not a big deal. It's easy to remove. But that's happened. And honestly, I think this is all stemming from my anxiety of mortality. I just want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to take care of the body. I want to take care of the hormones and have a healthy future in the cards. So a regular period has been throwing that off. And we're trying to fix that when I have an answer, maybe I'll let you know <laughs> or give you an update. But for now, that's where I'm at with that. Speaking of the future, I have catched myself recently starting to plan more into the future again. And I'm bringing this up because I honestly hadn't realized how my anxiety had stopped me from doing this for such a long while. So what I was getting excited about wasn't anything like monumental in terms of like, oh, I have this great idea for the future. I just simply caught myself being so excited about, you know, five, ten years from now. I'm finding ways to implement action into my plan now to get to where where I want to be later down the road and that's not you know anything groundbreaking and I know that but to me what was groundbreaking was like the fact that without realizing I wasn't letting my anxiety getting in the way I was simply planning for the future thinking ahead getting excited about it and also at the same time realizing how long it had been since I felt that feeling and it was bittersweet and really exciting for me but also you know kind of sad because I was like wow I I hadn't realized for a long time my anxieties of uncontrollable change honestly that happens in life and it's very normal but that can be hard for me so I had a lot of worry around change not knowing the outcome of things, not being able to control where life goes. And uh, I allowed that to stop me from ever planning too far ahead because I just, I couldn't know, you know, I I don't know where I'm going to be. So how am I going to make a decision now about the future? Honestly, it was like, to put put it simply in my brain, I, I don't know I'm going to be a year for a year from now. I don't know if these people are going to be around. I don't know if I'm going to be at this job. So I can't really, I don't want to put definitive on it, you know, I don't want to hold myself to anything. And again, I think there's a balance, you know, I think you need to be flexible enough to roll with the punches, with the changes, with the opportunities that come. But like at the same time, you it's, it's important to have goals, things to work for, to keep you going, things, you know, to keep you growing and challenging. And that's exciting. I mean, what else is the point of life? <laughs> than having things to work towards and grow and become a more successful, better, well-rounded human and whatever that looks like to you. So I don't want to drag on too much about it. And honestly, this is something I realized only a few days ago, personally, that I hadn't even been thinking. It had been so long since I planned or even thought about, oh, five, ten years from now. And I was like, oh, little Aurora used to dream big let me tell you, little Aurora, she'd be proud of me today. 
and I think of her often. Healing her, by the way, healing her inner child, that is something at the forefront of my mind a lot lately. And I think influences a lot of what I do and what I spend my time on when it comes to, like, helping myself out. So maybe I'll do a whole episode about that because I feel like there's just too much to capture in two sentences. But if you're one that also struggles to plan into the future, it could even be a few months um, or a few years, you know, it could be the next two weeks, whatever it is, let yourself have something to look forward to. Don't be afraid to plan. It's important to have something to look forward to, to keep you going, to grow towards. Just in the back of your mind, just know that you will have your back. If things change, if something goes wrong, you'll be able to pivot. You can handle it. It's nothing you haven't handled before. You are capable and you will come out better in a situation you are extremely happy to be in. I will say, like, anything I've ever planned has never gone to plan. It only worked out better than I could have imagined in many different scenarios. So I think that's what I want to leave you with today. And just keep that in mind. Have goals to work towards, big or small, but know that you will have your back to go through whatever happens, any changes, any bumps in the road. Allow yourself to dream. Allow yourself to reach for whatever the heck it is that you want. Anything that you want is already yours. You just have to want it. And that ties into manifest. I'm a big manifester. I have been for a while. So I hope, I hope all the girlies loved this oversharing with Aurora episode. By the way, I didn't mention in the beginning, but if you're watching, how do we like this new setup? And by setup, I mean location. If you've noticed by now, I've tried three different spots in my apartment. And I just knew, I knew chilling in my bed was going to be the best. I, I think it's the best, and I think you guys will like it too. I'm more comfortable. This is clearly my safe space, but also the lighting in my bedroom, insane. Um, <laughs> and actually, it was super easy to set up too, and it's just, we're, we're cozy. We're chilling with the girlies, the Tracy tribe. <gasps> Did I just do something? Tracy tribe the gears are going <laughs> okay okay well thank you thank you thank you so much to everyone that's been tuning in and supporting love yours I am so happy I got to hang with you guys this week and I'm so excited to be doing oversharing episodes monthly I think these are going to become our favorite. Um, I appreciate the community we're building. Please, please, please give Love Yours five stars on, on Spotify if you have not. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Love Yours Podcasts, plural. But also if you have me, my personal page on Instagram, Aurora Tracy, I link it there as well. And in my link tree, many different spots and in the show notes. Okay, the show notes, I link all of these things on where to find Love Yours. I am really trying my hardest to be active daily and just kind of keep engaged. I really want to build more communication back and forth with you guys. I think that's where we're going to find the most fun out of this. And that's my goal. I just want to create a little community of us, the Tracy tribe. <laughs> well, I hope you feel a little bit re-inspired. I hope you feel 
heard and understood and seen and connected with maybe something I talked about today, thank you for coming along with me on this mind dump, brain dump, girl talk session. I feel great. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I will see you next Thursday. Bye.